was one of the first snowstorms we'd gotten in our area that winter. My family and I live out in kind of a rural, mountain-like area. It's scenic and beautiful, but definitely very quiet. And the only road to get out to the main road, if you ever wanted to go into town, is a good mile or two from our house into the woods. Normally, a blizzard wouldn't really phase my family and I. We have a pretty durable home, and a decent-sized fireplace, and a pretty good generator in the event of an outage. But for this blizzard, I was stuck home alone for the first time. My parents were a few days late from getting back from visiting my aunt just a few states away, and I had just gotten back from college for winter break, so I had missed them just before they left. But I was alright to go in and get the heat and the fire going, just spend a couple of days solo, just watching TV and hanging out. I had decided that afternoon to curl up on the couch and throw on a new series to keep me occupied while the storm was still going. I crawled onto the sofa, under a blanket, and was about two episodes in, when I caught something out of the corner of my eye through the window. For only a second, I saw something dark in the distance of the snow flash quickly as if it were running. Normally, this wasn't uncommon to spot something like that. We'd have a lot of deer or wildlife that would kind of dart through the mountain areas. But this seemed different right off the bat. It was something much larger than any of the animals that I'd normally see, and the coat was different. It was strange. I leaned over the sofa to stare out the window for just a few seconds to try to catch it again. For just a few seconds, I would look out the window, and it was still. I saw nothing. But then, the flash again in the distance. My heart started to race because immediately, I could tell that that wasn't an animal. That was absolutely a person. We don't usually see many people out here since we're so far out from the main roads and the neighbors. It's not even really a hiking area as the terrain is pretty rough. But all of that considered, it was a blizzard outside and it made no sense for anybody to be casually running in and out of our land in the snow unless they needed help. I jumped up and threw on some shoes and a coat to run out and see if I could call out to them, ask if they were maybe lost or if they needed me to call somebody. But to my shock, the second I got out the door, I looked out into the far blanket of white snow, and there he was. The dark figure of a tall man standing and staring straight at me through the snow far, far out in the distance. It kind of freaked me out how still he was. He didn't attempt to move or wave or call out or anything. It took a second and then I regained some sense to call out and ask if he needed help. A few seconds passed, and nothing. He didn't move an inch. Could he hear me? He had to. I could hear myself echoing in the distance I had yelled so loud. I tried again and used even more of my voice to yell out to him. Again, a heavy silence in the winds of the blizzard and I stood there frozen. That heavy silence started to drum up a nervousness in me. Why was he looking in my direction in complete silence and stillness even though I called out to him? And then, out of nowhere, the man begins to sprint. He starts running towards me from the distance as fast as I had ever seen somebody run. This wasn't even a normal sprint, it was disturbingly fast, almost like it was adrenaline-fueled, like it was animal. He was racing towards me for an unknown reason, and I stood there paralyzed for what felt like a full ten seconds in shock. I jumped back into my body and darted inside. What the hell was going on? Who was this, and why was he running towards our house? 
You never anticipate just how scattered you become when threatened. I started to lock everything in sight, all of the doors, all of the windows. I wasn't even thinking about calling 911, but I knew that even if I did, it would be at least 20 minutes before they could race to this cabin since we were so deep in the mountains. I tried to do so anyway, but before I could even dial the numbers with my shaking fingers, I heard the sound of something massive hitting the side of the house. It was something dense, almost as if he had thrown his own body into the side of our house from his sprint. It shook the whole wall on that side of the living room. I finished dialing 911 and was almost half talking to the operator as my eyes and my focus were darting around the room looking for every window. Where was he? Could he get inside? Did I even have anything to defend myself? I could hear the faint sound of the operator even though the phone was barely at my ear telling me that help was en route and to stay on the line and lock myself in a room. I rushed over to the kitchen and grabbed the entire knife set off the counter and then locked myself in the downstairs bathroom and waited. My heart was pounding so fast I felt like my hearing was becoming muffled. I had never felt fear like this and it almost felt surreal. How was this happening to me? Who was that man and what did he want? I listened near the bathroom door minute after minute just waiting to hear the sound of a door being broken down or a window smashing. But I didn't hear anything. I waited there for the relief of the sirens I would hear in the distance that were coming up the road, which reassured me that I was safe but I wouldn't dare leave that bathroom until I knew an officer was in my house. After hearing the sounds of a door being cracked open and a hefty voice shouting if anyone was inside the house, I called out as loud as I could from the bathroom and the officer reassured me it was safe to come out. I was visibly distressed, covered in sweat. I didn't even realize I still had the knife in my hand until the officer told me to drop it. One of the officers brought me to the side to question me on everything that had happened while the other officer searched the entire house and surrounding area of the cabin. To my horror, they didn't find anyone. They could see the dulled footprints that were now covered in snow and even some damage on the siding of the house, but whoever it was, it was clear they'd run off back into the woods. The police ended up calling my parents, who were of course a wreck and insisted that I spend the rest of the weekend with my cousins until they got back. To this day, the police have never followed up with anything else that they found, or any idea of who that man might have been and why he raced towards our house in the mountains. I still think about him when I look out my windows at home. If I'm real paranoid, I swear sometimes I scare myself into thinking I see him standing there in the distance. Let's hope that's never the case. I was making my way a couple of blocks over from my house to try to catch the bus before I'd head into work. I live in a relatively suburban town, but we do have a few bus routes, which is convenient when you need them. Plus, I share a car with my sister, and it was her day to use it since she wanted to go out to lunch with her boyfriend. I really don't mind the bus. It's pretty empty most of the time, and it's oddly peaceful to be driven somewhere, rather than doing the driving yourself, especially if I'm about to head in for a shift. It's just rough when the winter hits particularly if it snows, because then you've got to bundle up and then walk a bit just to stand there and wait in the cold, but I managed fine. I got to my stop, and just waited. And sure enough, 
My line arrived on time, and I hopped in and took a seat in the front since I'd be off in about 15 minutes or so. It was relatively empty, maybe only two or three other people on there it looked like, which was always nice because you got your pick of pretty much any seat you wanted. But the second I sat down, I could sense I was being stared at by someone. You know that eerie feeling you can't quite describe when you just sense a presence? Like someone has eyes on you in the distance. I thought it might be the guy who was sitting in the back, so I casually kind of turned around as if I was checking my bag or something, while my eyes were darting around to see if I could catch a glimpse at the back of the bus. And that's when I saw him. He was looking right at me, and didn't flinch once even though his eyes met mine. His stare was so wide and direct, and he had the creepiest expression on his face. I couldn't even stand to look at him long enough to tell him off. His face just honestly kind of startled me. People who ignore social cues like that kind of terrify me since there's something unpredictable about them. I turned around and kept to myself, all while sensing the feeling that he was still staring at me. I wouldn't be surprised if he watched me the whole way, but I wasn't going to engage with this guy and give him the satisfaction to let him know I was intimidated. I got to my stop, which was only a short walk from the restaurant where I worked. So I hopped off into the slushed sidewalk to make my way just a few buildings down. I was walking kind of quickly from what I had just experienced on the bus, but I only got 30 seconds down the street, and that was when I heard it. Immediately, my heart started to race. I didn't even think to check if the guy had gotten off behind me at my stop and I could hear footsteps following mine through the slush and the snow on the sidewalk. I kept the pace that I was walking at so that if it was him, he wouldn't think that I was freaked out and hopefully wouldn't approach me, but I had to check. So I reached into my back pocket to alert whoever it was that I had my phone and I could easily call the cops, and then just quickly shot a glance behind me, and then I saw him. It was definitely him, and he was close probably no more than 20 feet behind me and smiling through his jacket and hoodie. I panicked and I knew this was a bad situation. Whoever he was, he was after me for something. And nobody else was out on the street because of how cold it was. Your mind starts racing and you make quick decisions on what to do next. I thought for a second I'd confront him while I was dialing 911, but then reassessed and I knew that if I sprinted, I could outrun him. I could get to the restaurant entrance in maybe less than a minute. So I opted for the ladder, and without even taking one more second, I bolted as fast as I could towards the entrance. I ran so fast I kicked half the slush up my back and could feel my boots coming loose. By the time I reached the doors, I'd finally spun around to see if he was still following me. And there he was, right in the distance, just standing all the way back on the street just looking at me. His expression made me so uneasy. My coworker saw me and noticed how frantic and out of breath I was. I told her there was a man that was following me and that I had just ran inside, and she immediately told the hostess to call the police while she went outside to tell him to get away from the restaurant. Surprisingly, he just calmly turned around and started walking the other way. From that day on, I mostly have friends and family drop me off at work. Taking the bus and going through something like that again is an experience I'd rather avoid. We do a community service program through my school where you get to select from a whole list of options of different ways you can help out in your community. 
and then once you participate, it counts as an extra credit point to whichever class you choose. One of the least popular ones for the winter semester is snow shoveling for different community members. It's a pretty rough job, especially if someone has a massive driveway, but it's mostly intended for the elderly who live in town and can't shovel on their own. A student comes and takes care of the driveway just as a volunteer and it helps them out a little. Seemingly straightforward. I thought of my own grandparents while I was selecting and it started to make me feel sad to think that there were older people in town who either couldn't afford snow removal or didn't have any family nearby that was willing to help. So I decided to go ahead with that as my option. The volunteer hours are put in over the weekend, so by midday on Friday, I had the address from our organizer, and I showed up to shovel on Saturday morning. The house was relatively normal, definitely pretty small, but to my knowledge it was just one older man who lived there, and he was here alone, so that made sense. I made my way over to the door just to say hello and introduce myself before I got to work, see if the man had any specific requests or areas that he needed shoveled other than the driveway. I rang the bell and expected to wait for a minute or so since this was an older person, but to my surprise, the door opened almost immediately, which kind of freaked me out. It was almost like he was standing there, waiting for me to come ring the bell. The door swung open, and in its frame was the old man I was expecting. He looked pretty textbook to me. No hair, mid-80s, lots of layers. But what kind of made me lose my words for a second was his smile. He had this huge, closed-mouth smile and these wide eyes, and he just stood there smiling without even saying a word. I cleared my throat and introduced myself and told him that I was here to help out with his driveway and asked if he had any specifics he wanted me to hit. He just stood there in silence for a second and stared back at me. I stared back at him, wondering why he wasn't responding to me. While still smiling, he said, I did need some help inside if you could come in. I'm horrible when I get put on the spot and I just agree to anything because I get nervous even when it's strange so I reluctantly just said no problem and I stepped inside. The house was freezing, almost no difference from when I was standing on the stoop and I didn't see a single light on in there. It was just this odd daytime kind of dark with a lot of old kind of musty furniture filling the room. I turned back to him and I got a little more direct since I wasn't looking to spend that much extra time doing house chores on top of a snow removal. What can I help with? I asked and he lifted his frail arm to point towards a dark room that I could see through the kitchen doorway and he said, there's a broken lamp. Which confused me because I don't really know what I could do to help with that aside from changing a light bulb. It's not like I was an electrician, I was a high school kid. But I sort of took it as just that, and maybe there was a light out, and the least I could do was just look at it for him and try to fiddle with it myself. So I wiped my boots, and I moved through the kitchen towards the room with him following slowly behind me. I stepped down from the kitchen step into the dark room onto a wood floor. Somehow, it was even colder and draftier in this room, and it had a heavy, musty smell, kind of like old, rotting wood. It was like I was inside of a cabin or something. It was dark, but I could still kind of make out the faint outline of where things were. And it was kind of a small living room set up in here, with loads of records and books, different artifacts that were kind of scattered along the floors and shelves. I only saw one lamp, so I knew that had to be it, so I made my way over, and I put my fingers up on the switch so I could twist it. But while my fingers were under the shade, I realized that this thing didn't even have a light bulb. 
I was just feeling around in its socket, confused as to why he would be confused that a lamp without a bulb wasn't turning on. I was so sort of perplexed by this that I didn't even think to clock where he was in the room, and before I could even think to call out to him to let him know about the bulb, that's when the sound erupted. The blaring noise of an old creepy jazz record just started up on the record player. It was so loud and so sudden, I literally lost my breath. I felt like the wind got knocked out of me, I was so startled. But then I heard the sounds of footsteps thudding on the hardwood floor behind me. I shot myself around, only to see the silhouette of the old man in the dark running towards me. I swear, this all happened in a matter of seconds, but reliving it in my mind, it was so detailed and terrifying. He was moving faster than I could have imagined an old man could, which freaked me out so bad I almost lost my balance. He lunged at me, and I threw my arms up in a panic to try to block him instinctively, thinking that he would hurt me and he latched his arms around me and started swinging me violently. He was so strong for his size and his age, and then I realized what he was doing with his arms around me. He was dancing with me. I genuinely couldn't process what was happening. I was so scared, this didn't even seem real. That man had just led me through his house to a dark room and a lamp that wasn't even broken, and all of a sudden, he threw on this music and was dancing and looking straight into my eyes with these wild eyes. I almost felt dizzy with fear, like I couldn't even move or something. His grip around my arms was strong, but my adrenaline had kicked in, and without even screaming, I flexed my shoulders and broke his grip to push him away and bolted for the kitchen, getting to the front door. I had never moved so fast in my entire life, and by the time I reached the handle, he let out this blood-curdling scream all the way from that dark room. Then I was out the door and racing for my car. I threw my keys in and raced out to the road, and for some reason, I was so freaked out I called my parents well before I called the cops. They had to calm me down over the phone for me to explain what had just happened as I was barreling through the streets and just swerving off the road in the ice. They told me to hang up and call the police and give them the address now. And so I did, and explained everything that had just happened. The police ended up arriving at my home after I had gotten back, and questioned me on what exactly happened. They informed me that they had officers at the man's house, and apparently it appears that he was suffering from dementia, and was confused about who I was, or at least that could partially explain some of his actions. They let us know that they were in contact with his family to help discuss what had happened and some of the options, since this was clearly the doing of someone who wasn't well but they insisted that the man didn't mean any harm, or at least they didn't fully understand what he was doing to me. I felt pretty awful about the whole experience, and it did make sense in some ways if maybe he was confused about who I was or why I had showed up at his house, but I will never forget that experience. The sight of his weary eyes and that feeling of pure terror, seeing that old man run at full speed towards you in the dark, that was easily one of the most disturbing and horrifying experiences of my whole life. I don't know who that man thought I was, or why he wanted to dance with me, but that would be the last time that I'd ever end up at a stranger's house. <laughs>